Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to learn how to live their truth, get rich, and make a massive difference in the world. I'm your host, Adam Force, co-founder at Change Creator and co-creator of the Captivate Method. Each week, we talk to experts about leadership, digital marketing, and sales strategies that you can implement in your business and life to go big. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to grab awesome resources that will help drive your business forward. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast. This is your host, Adam Force. I uh, hope you guys are all doing amazing today. Um, just a quick heads up, if you missed our last episode, it was with Jeremy Pollock. We talk about creating a positive work environment to maximize success. There's lots of great insights in here, guys, and we get into some really interesting conversation about, you know, higher traditional hierarchy structures in a business versus the flat structure that we're seeing more of. Um, is there actually benefits to that or not? And Jeremy has a lot of great insights on that. So definitely check it out if you guys have not already. Uh, today, we have a special guest by the name of Peter Docker. Um, Peter has quite an interesting background. So he is trained. He trains. Uh, he's a trained leadership consultant, essentially, and an expert. This is for like C suite executive. So, um, for example, he's worked with, uh, companies like Google Four seasons, uh, American express, NBC universal, all that kind of stuff. And he works with their leadership team, um, to bring more out of that company and that team. Right. So he's got a really interesting, um, background in the Air Force, actually. So Peter served 25 years as a Royal Air Force senior officer, and he's been a, a force commander during uh, combat flying operations and has seen service all around the world. So his career is really... Um, span from being a professional pilot to leading in aviation training to leading uh, in aviation training and standards organization, teaching postgraduates at the UK's uh, defense college uh, to flying the uh, British prime minister around the world. <laughs> right. So, I mean, really interesting stuff. And so the other interesting piece of his background is that he is one of the co-authors of the book, find your why with Simon Sinek, um, probably a book you've heard of before the why became quite famous. So yes, Peter was one of the co-authors of that book. He worked with Simon Sinek for about seven years until he went off and did his own thing. Um, and he's actually writing another book now called Leading from the Jump Seat, How to Create Extraordinary uh, Opportunities by Handing Over Control. And we're going to get into some of these leadership insights that he has to share that will help you with your business. All right. All right, guys, if you haven't uh, followed us on Facebook yet, follow us over there. You can join our group. I think we're going to be making some adjustments to the group. It's called Be a Change Creator. Uh, we're going to narrow that conversation a little bit more into branding and storytelling. Um, you know, how do we convert more sales on our website? Just really getting into those conversations because that's our wheelhouse. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of people get benefits uh, from, from those conversations. So yeah, if you're into that stuff, you want cash flow systems on your website, you want powerful branding, um, that's going to be the place to be. We're going to start talking more about it in in that group. All right. All right, guys, you know what? Without further ado, why don't we just get into this? Um, I do want to make mention that on our website, we have a new insider's guide to discover stories that matter. And that's this discovering stories that matter for your business. Like we don't want to just make up anything, but we tell stories that actually are meaningful and make connections with people. Um, and we don't sit there at a screen saying, what do I do for my Facebook live? Right? <laughs> what do I talk about? This will help really stimulate that thought process and be a great first step for you to understand uh, the storytelling process. And we can 
can go deeper. We offer a, a workshop as well. It'll go deeper on how to make them engaging, how to make, how to get people to take action and join like what you're doing with your business, right? So one step at a time, the first is just how do we discover them, make it interesting. Um, and then in the workshop, we go a little deeper, we expand on those ideas. And then we also talk about how we get, how we make stories uh, engaging and inspire people to take action, right? And we give a lot of really cool examples of stuff from our experience and all that good the good stuff. So, um, all right, guys. So we're ready to rock and roll. Let's get into this conversation with Peter. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're gonna dig this. You're welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. How are you doing today, man? I'm great. Love to be here, Adam. Thanks for inviting me to come on your show. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And um, I had a great conversation with your buddy, David. He's a super cool guy. So I appreciate oh, all the is. connections and stuff. Um, yeah. And it looks like you have a pretty, pretty extensive background. Um, and I like to sometimes just know uh, before you even give us that snapshot of your background, just what's going on these days? Like what's the latest, what's the greatest and like, what's your focus right now? Mm. Uh, well, I'm really, really fortunate because um, before this lockdown of this COVID thing that everybody talks about, we don't yeah. have to go into, but it has changed our lives quite a lot. And for me, it's the longest period in my life where I haven't traveled around the world. Mm. Um, and yeah. that's been quite a step change, you know, because I, I just love meeting people. And I think I've been to 92 countries and it wow. is fascinating what you learn. So yeah. that all stopped. But the reason I'm very, very lucky is because I've had a focus of writing another book. And uh, that is, has been a joy and it's, it's captured all of my attention and taken all my time. So I count myself as very fortunate to have this moment of just peace, if you like, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and focus uh, at home writing. Now, you're one of the first people I've heard say that writing a book is a joy. <laughs> 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 okay, that's interesting. <laughs> no, because most entrepreneurs are like, "Yeah, I want to share my ideas. I want to write this book." But damn, that is yeah. that's a tough process to go through. So everyone's different. So I'm curious, just kind of your feelings uh, about writing this book and your process. Like, what gets you pumped up about it? Well, first of all, it's about sharing what I've learned over, it feels like 300 years sometimes, but you yeah. know, I'm, uh, what am I now? 58. So, uh, I've had quite a extensive few decades of lots of different careers and finding myself in often some very challenging situations where my life was on the line or the lives of others were on the line. Um, and also beyond that, some of the, the work I've done working with some uh, great leaders around the world and some not so good ones as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's really an opportunity to put down everything that I've learned, the things that I wish I'd known 30 years ago, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but having said that, I don't regret anything that's led me to where I am now because it's all those experiences, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows that yeah. make us who we are. Yeah. And uh, it, it's great to have the opportunity to pull that together in hopefully a fairly coherent way that I can share with with others. And it will hopefully help people regardless of where they are on their career path, you know, yeah. as an individual or leading a company or a team or even a global organization. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm excited about it. 
and uh, I'm just writing about my experiences. So I, I guess that makes it relatively straightforward. That's, that is, yeah. I mean, it could make it fun for sure. And I've always, you know, I think about that kind of process. I'm like, man, it's a lot, but um, I could see kind of the excitement of sharing that stuff, like your personal experiences that could, you know, can help other people. So what's the name of this um, book that you're writing now? If you settled, I know I got an email from you yesterday and I saw your updates. I know you're kind of still playing. Oh, yes. It. There we go. Well, no, we, we, you're hearing it first. It, it's settled. The, it's called Leading from the Jump Seat. And it's about how to create extraordinary opportunities by handing over control. Okay. And uh, obviously the stories behind that, uh, that, that title, but the, the, the focus is very much about how to lead intentionally such that we lift others up so they become people who can take over and lead and we can take a step back and uh, the extraordinary opportunities that arise when we do that because it's going to end up that way at some stage you know if you are an entrepreneur just founded your business you would hope that at some stage um you'll have others who can take that dream on for you when, I don't know, you want to retire or you end up on the other side of the grass, you know, because uh, <laughs> yeah. we all shuffle off this mortal coil at some stage. And yeah. so when you're working on something that's really, really important to you, how about creating something that enables that to continue after you're no longer there to do it? It's going to happen anyway. So this is about being intentional around creating that environment where people can step up and take forward your dreams. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I hear a lot of, talk to a lot of, you know, really great entrepreneurs and stuff. And there's one of these guys I spoke to, he had 14 different exits that he's sold different companies. And he was talking about always having the exit in mind, whether you plan on necessarily selling or not, it creates a frame of mind about how you're shaping that business. Yeah. And I'm seeing some alignment because you're kind of like, well, don't you want to see it live on? See it like, so if you're not thinking about those things, you're not going to create systems that do that stuff you know, maybe you're not, I don't know, but I, I like the thinking of like knowing where you're going in a sense with that vision. Right. I, I totally agree. It, it shifts the context. You know, there's, there's only yeah. two things in this world. There's content and there's context. Content is the stuff that we do, the things that we talk about, the work we're engaged in, but yeah. context is what gives content meaning. Yeah. You know, it's like the, uh, the puzzle jigsaw puzzle the the context is the picture on the box that gives meaning to all those puzzle pieces and so to your point when we have the context of when do we hand over this this business who's going to take it forward for us it shifts how we view the people that we hire how we nurture them the environment we create and it, it's very similar to being a parent you know i'm i'm lucky we have two great kids they're grown up now adults and it's like when you've got those young children at some stage they're going to grow up and they're going to move out and you invest your time and effort and energy in preparing them to lead their own lives rather than relying on you to show yeah. them the way yeah. and it's exactly the same in any group of people who work well together. And that's what jump seat leadership is about. 
Mm, okay. Interesting. Now give us a little background now that we kind of know where you're at um, and what's exciting here today. Um, tell us just a little background on yourself. So we know what your experience looks like and where your real focus is. Obviously you're writing this book on leadership, which is grounded in your experiences. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit, like if you were bulleting out some of the the key things about your life, like let's hammer them right now and give people that oh, context. Dear. Right. Okay. Well, I've been very lucky, Adam, the sorts of things I've done. I, I spent 25 years in the British Royal Air Force in the military. I was an officer, I was a pilot, and I flew predominantly large aircraft, either passengers or um, as a tanker, giving away fuel to fighter jets and that sort of thing. And during that time, I was fortunate enough to lead a squadron, which is the main fighting unit of uh, the Air Force. And also, I was the British force commander during the Iraq War, the Second Gulf War, where I had a couple hundred people under my care. And we flew around in these big aircraft, these big tankers, totally unarmed, um, getting shot at, which, you know, was a bit irritating after a while. But uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) thankfully, everybody I took out came home safe with oh, me great. at the end of that. And that that was uh, that was a, a deep experience for me, um, where at times I felt completely out of my depth, um, felt the huge weight and pressure of caring for my team um, and trying to, to create a foundation on which they could do their work and go home safe. Yeah. So that, that was um, a, a peak, if you like, in in my life. Um, I went on, I became, oh, I did all sorts of things whilst in the military. I was a negotiator for the British government um, with the American uh, State Department, actually, on <laughs> um, business, on export licensing. Um, I ran a, um, a, a $20 billion program um, which was which was quite large, as you can tell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was uh, a negotiator with the Russians uh, on cooperation after the Berlin Wall came down. Um, I've worked in oil and gas mining construction after leaving the Air Force. And then, uh, you know, for the past, what, seven, eight years, I, I've been a speaker, um, a keynote speaker and workshop facilitator, taking the ideas that I've picked up over all these years around to, well, most corners of the world. And that has been one of the greatest joys because quite often in this world these days, we focus on what divides us. And after visiting 92 countries, uh, I can see there's so much more that brings us together than which keeps us apart. And that is a great message of hope, I think, and possibility. Uh, So that's been a huge privilege. Interesting. Now you're talking around the concept of leadership uh, with your book, which is based on your past experiences, I'm surprised you're not talking about negotiation. <laughs> now, is there a tie-in there when you talk about leadership? But it sounds like you have a lot of negotiation experience, which gets into, you know, understanding who you're talking to and, you know, the psychology behind, you know, people, but also kind of selling in a sense, right? So it's like, um, I just see some interesting parallels and great leaders are good negotiators. So uh, are there any tie-ins, I guess, in some of what you're putting together with that stuff, that experience? I think it's a really good observation there, Adam. I I think uh, life, because most of us don't 
live a solitary life. We were with other people. Life is about negotiation. It's about building relationships. Yeah. And relationship is the foundation of everything that we accomplish. The yeah. more relationship, the deeper, the stronger relationships we build, the more we accomplish together. You know, just before this podcast, we, you and I hadn't met before, but we just spent a few minutes saying hi. I learned that you're in Miami. Uh, I'm over here in in England in the UK. And just getting to know a little bit about one another enables us to interact better, I hope, on this this podcast. So just broadening or deepening relationship a a small amount enables us to accomplish more. So uh, yes, negotiation is, is very specific in terms of, you know, two sides often trying to find agreement. But it's the same when we're running a team or a small business. If you're starting up a business, um, you're going to have to talk to people. You, <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to convey what's really important for you and listen to understand what's really important to them. And yeah. that's relevant whether it's a supplier you're talking to or whether it's your internal team um, that you're talking to. It's about sharing your vision of where you're going, why it's important, and actually (laughs) being prepared to acknowledge when you don't know how to get there. And that is one of the greatest strengths in my belief, of any leader when you are taking a team forward into the unknown as entrepreneurs are. You know, we need to become comfortable leading while not knowing the answer. And we can talk more about that if you like, but that's really important. So negotiation comes into it. Understanding is key. Yeah, I mean, and is there a difference? So thinking as a leader, right, of my own company and making decisions and talking to beneficiaries, whether it's a customer, investor, or partner, whatever it might be, um, you know, what's the difference between negotiation and selling? Or are they closely related in in your perspective? Well... (laughs) In my perspective, from my yeah, perspective, yeah. it's it really comes down to the same thing. And that is, first of all, us as individuals, we need to get clear on what's really, really important to us. Not just in that particular conversation or negotiation, but in life. And I'll explain why this is important. When we're very, very clear on what we stand for, mm-hmm. understand is something we believe in. It goes beyond values. Values actually aren't as fixed as some people might like to think they are. They can shift a little depending on circumstances. But what we stand for is non-negotiable. And when we can tap into that, it drives us forward. Regardless. So, for example, for, for many of us, family is important. Uh, last year, I received a phone call from my wife. She'd been involved in a car accident. Fortunately, she was okay. But I dropped everything to go and help her. There would have been nothing that got in my way right? because that's very important to me. And yeah. so when we translate that into business and we understand what's really, really important, which goes beyond you know dollars, um, it allows us to be guided by that, particularly when we're in the unknown, when we're exploring something new. It gives us the anchor for who we're being. Now, the reason that's so important is that when we come then to negotiate or talk to another person, if we're sourcing ourselves from that stand, the belief, we come across 
as someone that can be trusted. We come across as someone who's transparent, who you want to be around. You know, this, this goes beyond, in my view, beyond being authentic. Um, Seth Godin, I know you've had on your show, I, I love how you put yeah. this, you know, um, our right to be authentic ends when we're about four or five years old. You know, a, a five-year-old is authentic, just uh, sharing exactly the feelings they have in the moment. Yeah. But as we become an adult, um, we need to develop integrity. And that's a filter for our feelings, our authenticity. We need to have that integrity. So link that to being very clear on what you stand for, what you believe in, what drives you, and then having the integrity to follow through on that. Um, That then builds relationships, whether it's with your team or with um, business partners that they can rely on, that they feel they can trust you. Understanding yeah. what you stand for is so important, particularly when the, the road ahead gets a bit fuzzy. Yeah. I mean, do you have a process or framework or just an idea of how, like if someone is running a business and, you know, they're trying to anchor themselves in what they stand for, should this be naturally a simple thing for them to define or do you ever find that people might struggle to be like, well, what's, I stand for a lot of things. So what's my thing Mm -hmm. like in this situation that I should really make the priority of what I stand for? You know, we stand for something very specific at change creator. And I see in conversations, a lot of entrepreneurs will feel like they know, I know my mission, my vision and what I stand for Mm. and things, but a lot of times they have a misunderstanding of how to like come to the right conclusions of like what's most relevant and important for their situation. Mm. So just here, I agree um, and love hearing what you're saying because yeah, you do have to stand for something. Um, Any thoughts on how people can kind of surface like, well, what is the thing that you stand for? Mm. Like, what if you feel confused about figuring that out? Well, um, being confused about it is fine. <laughs> First <laughs> off, you know, um, th- this is, it, it's not necessarily simple to figure out. Let, let me talk about change creator, you know, let, let's, yeah. let's go to a specific here. So something uh, drove you, Adam, to, to drop the life that you have, which is beautifully articulated on your website, that manic life of um, New York, of um, uh, commuting each day. Um, yeah. And you, you saw the light or however you care to, to describe it. And you decided, no, I'm going to do something very different. And we're going to create this podcast. So tell me what caused that for you. How did you get to that place? Yeah. So essentially it was seeing two two things. I asked myself a question, what do I want to be doing 10 years from now? And will I be in the same like cycle, the same rut, digging it deeper in mm-hmm. the type of work I was doing that I thought I was burnt out from travel and all that kind of stuff, but really it was burnout because I was doing something that really wasn't that meaningful to me. And when yeah. I saw the reach of business in a very unspoiled area, plastic coming up on the beach, right? There's nobody out there. There is no development. So how is that there? That really impacted me to say, wow, we got to change the way we do business. And so I was like, how do I take everything I know and lean into 
that mission. And that is really what spiked it. I didn't want to be stuck doing what I was doing. And I wanted to help solve a problem that actually mattered to me. Love it. Okay. So this is a great example. You know, you reached a point in your life where you knew something had to change. And you did that because of the experience that you've built up through, um, well, not great experiences through the work perhaps that you were doing. And then the experience in Costa Rica, you know, this isn't necessarily about going away and finding oneself, uh, you know, or or, or, um, having a, a eureka moment. But what it does mean is to experience as much of life as you can. I was talking to a a young guy, Ben, who's 18. And as I said to my children when they were growing up, you know, get out there and experience as much as you can, because the more experiences we can develop of our world, of our life, the more we can start to consolidate what's really important to us. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's, um, you know, my daughter loves the, the freedom of mountaineering. So she, she goes climbing a lot. Uh, wow. She's been yeah. out in the Himalayas. Um, and she translates um, her stands, what's important to her through, through the work that she does, which is about uh, um, having people feel included and having people fully expressed and uh, be able to be who they are. I, I was talking to Nick Bainton, who, who is uh, a, the CEO of ASOS, um, a multi-billion dollar global fashion company. And uh, what he believes is that, and what ASOS believes, is that everyone should be able to express who they truly are. And they help people figure that out through the very powerful medium of fashion. Um, And they encourage uh, everyone, have a look on their website, ASOS, it's a brilliant website. They encourage people to go out, young people to go out and explore life and to experience the excitement that can be out there. And as you go through this process, you will start to figure out what's really important to you. Now, it might take you two years, might take you five years. For some people, it can take yeah. a lifetime. Yeah. But if you, it, it needs to be intentional because if you are willing to just get up each day at seven o'clock, go to work, come back at five, and there's nothing wrong with that, uh, you might be perfectly content with that. And you might focus the majority of your energy on your family or friends or whatever when you're not at work. And that's okay. That's what's important to you. But if you want to make a greater difference in this world, then you need to get to work on it, get to work on experiencing as much as you can. So you can really crystallize what's important to you, what you stand for and what you're willing to give up to pursue that. You gave up a lot. (laughs) start this you did yeah yeah. you know i i can tell and and that's the thing when something is really important to us we will give up whatever we need to give up we will sacrifice time energy and other things in order to pursue that and when we take that into the, the field of entrepreneurs um whether we're talking someone like Elon Musk, who everybody's heard of Elon Musk, you know, that what he went through, what he's given up, uh, ridicule sometimes he's attracted through his yeah. pursuit of electric vehicles or creating a, a space company, you know. <laughs> um, but he was willing to sacrifice all of that in order to achieve what he's trying to achieve because he's got a strong belief in the future of the human race and the future of this planet and he's going to use all of his resources yeah. that he can to yeah. affect that in a positive way. 
Yeah, it's fascinating to see because, you know, I would say 80% of the entrepreneurs I'm talking to who are social entrepreneurs are people that have inspired their change, like we're talking about, to become a new leader, doing something that aligns closer to who they are from a travel experience. 80% 80% are coming from a travel experience. Blake Makoski, we interviewed from Tom's Shoes, you know, Argentina, yeah. all the kids, you know, uh, Maggie Doyne, Jake Orak, all these guys had travel experiences that opened their eyes to give them this like energy that said, wow, like there's this whole other world out here, all this stuff happening. I want to be mm-hmm. part of this, you know, like I want to change this. I want to help with these people. And if you're not out there to feel that sensory overload of like what that feeling is to be out in that environment, watching things on TV and just going through your routine here at the house. Um, it's really hard to, to have that same level of like inspiration hit you. Um, you yeah, know, I, I totally agree. And linking back to what I mentioned earlier, having had the privilege of visiting 92 countries. Yeah. Uh, even though my only language I can really speak is English. Nonetheless, the the feeling I can get from different cultures and different people from around the world, um, it helps you realize that we're all on this blue dot together. Um, And, uh, you know, what brings us together is is much more than what keeps us apart. And it it shifts our perspective. It gives us a fresh context. And uh, if travel enables people to, to land on what's really, really important to them, uh, what they stand for, they can then turn that, as many of your listeners have, into a commitment and a commitment that we declare to others, as you have with this podcast. You know, the existence of this podcast is a declaration to your commitment to shift something, to cause something to happen that wouldn't ordinarily happen by itself. Yeah. And that's leadership. Yeah. Um, and the more we're able to articulate what we stand for and the commitment that we make in relation to that stand, it can then attract others who want to be a part of that commitment. And we might have many commitments during our lifetime, but it's what we're focusing on right now that's important. And um, the people who we attract to help us figure out how we can bring what we imagine into existence. Absolutely. So, you know, before we wrap up and stuff, I want to just talk a little bit about some of the insights that are in the book that you're putting together around this idea of leadership. Um, You know, here we are talking about taking a stand. And I think this is an important, like, foundation of a great leader is is taking that stand and having your story right we're talking about the experiences and the story really become the driver for um what you're doing and how you're connecting now with the world based on that right that experience as a leader so let's say we're starting our businesses and we're going forward what are some of the insights in your book maybe one or two that stand out to you that you can share that are kind of like really interesting lessons that people can walk away with and have an understanding like, yeah, I took a stand. I have this business. I want to be a great leader. What are some of those shiny moments that are written about that you can share? So let me cover three. Okay. Um, The first, and we've mentioned stand already, but let me be clear. There's a difference between a stand and a position. Okay. Yeah. A stand is for something. A position is against. Ah, And with a position, the existence of a position, well, a position can only exist if there's a counter position. 
Yeah. 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 Um, but a stand can exist on its own. A stand is like saying, right, this is my island. I'm going to plant my flag on this island. And you can see from my flag what I stand for. Yeah. And any ships going past who see my flag, if they believe that too, they can come and join me on this island. But crucially, if they don't believe that, that's okay. They can sail on by. Yeah. And why this is really important to focus on a stand rather than a position is that a stand for something is much more generative and it can go on and on. A position against something tends not to be so generative. It can be destructive sometimes. So I think that's a really important distinction for, for people to, to think about, whether it's in business or in life, a stand for something rather than a position against. You'll yeah. generate so much more. The second is... Huh. Ego. Mm, big one. You know, everything that drives us it either comes from fear or it comes from love. Everything. Right. Um, and uh, it, it's natural for us to become fearful on occasion, you know, if our life is threatened and that's a human reaction. Um, but quite often, our life is not threatened, thankfully. And uh, we live our life through business, um, through our friends, family, and we can either be driven by love or fear. It's our choice. Yeah. And ego can arise. That comes from, from fear. Fear of losing our status, reputation, what we've built. Um, fear of not knowing the answer for something. Um, and ego can come forward. And we've all been around people whose egos perhaps enter the room before they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it tends to make us feel a certain way. And the way it makes us feel is that we take a step back. And in extreme, in extremis, we'll just let them get on with it, even if we can see that they're coming up to a fall. Mm. Yeah. So being aware of your own ego is really important. And what we can use to replace ego is what I refer to as humble confidence. And that is where we're very clear, resolute and focused on what we stand for, where we're going. Um, but we have a willingness to listen to others and to engage with others too. And create an environment where they feel able to contribute to whatever it is we're working on. Um, right. It doesn't absolve us from making decisions. You know, if we're the leader of a team or organization, we're still going to make decisions. But it's about how we listen, how we engage with others. And that leads me on to the last thing perhaps I'll share, which is tapping into the collective genius. Mm, yeah. If we're clear on what we stand for, if we have humble confidence instead of ego, then it helps us create the environment where we can lead in situations where we don't know the answer. And instead, we can draw on those around us who can help us figure out the answer. Richard Branson, the British entrepreneur, he, he talks about, he focuses on hiring people who are much smarter than he is. Um, he then remains focused on their commitments, the joint commitments of the organization or the project, keeping that alive, a bit like the picture on the jigsaw puzzle box I mentioned earlier. And he then invites others who are smarter than him to help figure it out. Yeah. And I think that one... Uh, <laughs> is probably one of the most challenging, particularly for, for entrepreneurs, where you've got this, you know, you're, you're the master of your own business, you know where you're going, you've got this. And 
we like to know the answer to the problems that come up. We like to be the go-to person and solving it. But if we're only going to work within what we know, we become the drag on the process. Yeah, yeah. When we start to become comfortable leading when we don't know the answer, by having humble confidence, being very clear on where we're going and drawing on others to help us figure it out, that's when we can tap into that collective genius. That's yeah. what's um, helped, helped us put people on the moon, helped create breakthrough in electric vehicles, et cetera, et cetera. It does. Um, and it's a particular skill to learn that all entrepreneurs need to learn at some stage if they're going to progress as fast as they can. Otherwise, they become the drag on the system. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And I think they all work together really well. And I'll, I remember, I remember reading something about NASA. I think it was NASA um, where when they're problem solving and they can't find an answer, they have a large network around the world. Could be teachers of science, like, you know, just all these different people. I mean, I'm talking about just regular school teachers and stuff, you know, and they will send the problem out to this network of all these just everyday people doing their thing and something that NASA would be stuck on for like a long time. Some teacher from a podunk town will respond and, and have the answer within like, you know, a week's time. And they're like, Holy shit, man. Like, and they tap into the collective genius. Like they're not letting their ego get in the way. They're reaching out saying we're, we're going to this destination. We need an answer on this particular thing. And they reach out to the network and if they can't figure it out and they solve it faster. So it speeds up the process too. It does. And actually, since you bring up NASA, Adam, 51 years today, there were three guys stranded in space on Apollo 13. What? And for those who don't know the story, Apollo 13 launched in uh, April 1970. They had an explosion on board the spacecraft as they were traveling towards the moon. And three astronauts, Jim Lovell, Jack Swigert, and Fred Hayes, were, well, their lives were absolutely on a knife edge. And, well, the, <laughs> the short version of the story is they all managed to get back safe. Uh, Ron Howard produced a film in 1995, Apollo 13, which I recommend oh, people I to watch. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to see how to lead where ego doesn't get in the way, where you have humble confidence, where you're clear on where you're going, which was to get them all home safe, and um, empower your people to figure out the answer to which, well, nobody knew the answers to begin with to the problems they were facing. Um, Have a watch in that film. Gene Krantz, who was the the mission controller for much of this emergency, um, he gave an interview in 2019, uh, the Smithsonian, Mm. and he said one of the greatest things he had to learn, the most difficult things he had to learn um, during his time as a leader at, uh, at NASA and Mission Control, was learning how to listen and how not to jump to an answer because he thought he knew, but instead frame the problem, be the one to ask the important question, yeah. the key question, focus on that and keep people very much directed towards what the outcome is you're trying to achieve and yeah. then create the environment where you lift them up so they can figure out the answers. And the Howard movie of Apollo 13 is a brilliant representation 
of how that was done. Mm. So if you want to have a look at uh, Lean from the Jump Seat and uh, how to create extraordinary opportunities by handing over control, have a look at that film, Apollo 13. Yeah, that's a classic one. And it, and I've always been a fan of uh, the whole concept because we're speaking about space and all these things of the overview effect that people bring back uh, from those experiences. I used to write about that kind of stuff too because I found it so powerful um, to shape that perspective and how we see the world. That humbles you, just that like understanding, Absolutely. right? It makes you think differently and all that kind of stuff. So listen, I want to be respectful of your time. So what we're going to do is um, I want to make sure people know, well, how do I learn more about um, what Peter's doing? Get the book, check it out. Um, where, where can they find some more information? Sure. Well, um, uh, I have a website. Um why not unlimited? We'll okay. put that in the show notes, perhaps. But uh, um, you, you can also uh, Google me, and the the, the website will come up. Um, the book should be coming out um, in the fall, autumn of this year, and uh, that will cover everything we've spoken about and much, much more. And importantly, quite a few things for people to consider and take action on, should they choose to to help practice these ideas that uh, I'll be sharing in the book. Um, and you can find me in the usual places on on social media, LinkedIn, yeah. etc. Peter Docker, you'll find me. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate your time here today, Peter. It's awesome. It's been great talking with you, Adam. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.